0: The spread of the coronavirus has impacted families, businesses and societies across the globe. The steel industry has had no immunity from that. Now they say that calm seas don't make skillful sailors, so maybe all the troubles the steel industry has had over the last 12 years should have prepared us better than most. My name is Tim Rutter and in the coming weeks I'll be speaking to some of those people navigating us through some of the most turbulent waters any of us have ever seen. Today we welcome Martin Brunnock, Martin's Hub Director for Strip Products UK and a member of the UK management team. And he's responsible, amongst other things, for steel operations at the and Clamwoon. Martin, morning to you. You've worked in the industry uh, your whole life. Have you ever known anything quite like this?
1: Morning, Tim. Uh, no, never. I think I've worked in the industry for 25 years and a bit more, probably. And um, this beats anything that we've seen before, even the financial crisis of 2008. So it's, uh, it's totally unprecedented.
0: It's crazy times, isn't it? And uh, a lot of people working extremely hard in every aspect of the business to keep it going you know, lots of people have been asking questions and I look to you and colleagues like you, of yours uh, in leadership uh, and there's some fairly fundamental questions people are asking at this time, you know, relatively early into the, into the crisis, but people are saying, you know, lots of people are being asked to come into work, into the operations and saying, well, are we classed as an essential industry? You know, do people have to go to work or should, we, should people be in work at all?
1: Yeah, I know people are... You know, saying that a lot and you know after boris's announcement was it monday evening half past eight which was seems ages ago now yeah. um it was pretty unclear i think his messaging it was everybody stay at home unless you know x y and z and you know he didn't mention steel or manufacturing um but he, you know he did say that Marks and spencer's clothing had to shut or something like that yeah, so, that's right he was pretty unclear so what we did on monday on tuesday morning then was uh we clarified that position with government you know the base department what they said was what boris meant to say or what we didn't understand is what he said was that um if you can work from home work from home and he said can't work from home then go to work and maintain social distancing um and that was his message and manufacturing was one of the industries actually that were allowed to go to work and carry on uh particularly for you know this hub which provides material uh to trostra down in their and they provide a lot of material to the can making industry, which is seen as essential uh, from a food production perspective. Um, Everybody's stockpiling at the moment, then the the orders from packaging
0: have gone up. So we clarify that uh, straight away really on on Tuesday morning. Yeah, so some people are calling it a lockdown, but it clearly isn't a lockdown, is it? Because lots of factories and industries, uh, even garages are still going uh, to make sure that society can still operate. And, you know, people can still have their food and uh, workers can still get to work and so on and so forth. So it's certainly a step up from where we were, but I don't think anyone would describe it as a lockdown. And we've still got, you know, many hundreds of people still coming in every day and every shift into the operational part of um, the business but I guess Martin as um you know as these rules every day they seem to get more strict and we and, and there's fewer and fewer things people are allowed to do you know how are we as a business in the UK reacting to those rules as and when they come in what what changes have you seen over the last few days for example?
1: Yeah the rules do keep changing and we have to adapt accordingly so what we did uh, and what we have done this week is to make sure we have absolutely um, the minimum manning on site to keep us running operationally in a safe and the uh, uh, a way that we can manufacture the orders that our customers want. So, you know, all the functions uh, really um, are off site now, um, helped by, you know, much improved IT landscape. Yeah. Um, although i share a story with you from yesterday. I worked from home yesterday. I'm in mean, Port Albert today. But I worked from home yesterday and I was halfway through a Teams meeting and then um, all of a sudden my Wi-Fi went down. Um <laughs> A bit inconvenient. and It was definitely wasn't an IT problem when I found out my son Tom decided to take the Wi-Fi router upstairs to his bedroom so we could install a new game on his PS4.
0: Awesome. So we,
1: had to, we had to have a little discussion about that. And, uh, what was the priority in the Bruneck household at uh, this moment was for me to get back onto Teams. So um yeah, you know, we had a, a slight chuckle. I would say about that so the, the IT has improved. Um, most of the offices are now empty you know we still need the store service, works protection occupational health for example you know the technical teams in the labs but where possible we've got everybody who doesn't need to be on site off site working from home
0: yeah and i guess in uh, you know with with minimal manning and you know some of our contractors pulling back and, and some of the contractors working on projects who are you know overseas worker returned to germany and italy you know what's happening with some of those bigger maintenance pieces and capital schemes uh, you know the power plant and, and some of the other projects what's happening with those
1: yeah, we're going through that now, really, we're looking at the plan maintenances that we've got on site on our units. Um, and then the capex projects we've got going on as well. And you know, we'll make some decisions, I guess, in the next couple of days, on what we do around uh, those, those particular issues. But you know, for, in an instance where the power plant and the German contract has gone back to Germany and said, you know, we're on lockdown, we can't come across, then that part of that project will be paused. Yeah, we have to look then at the rest of the project. But you know, this is one of the key, I think, things things we have to do over the next sort of two days really is understand, you know, what's happening to our Capex projects and then, you know, how do we um do our maintenances ourselves or do less maintenance or postpone it um if it's if it's feasible to do so. So that's yeah, all
0: I was going to say about, you know, what is the opportunity to do so ourselves with all our engineering workshops and, and capacity there. It's a difficult balance probably between wanting to get those jobs done at all uh, and keeping a minimum of money on site. That's a, that's a tricky balance, isn't it?
1: It's really tricky. It? And, the, you know, the works areas and the works managers and their teams are really going through that because you don't want to uh, put anybody at risk, obviously, because that's not what, what we're here to do. Um, for example, you know, in Zodiac, I found out yesterday that they're extending the um, the bath hardware change on the zinc pot um, by 24 hours, so they do 48 hours stoppage so that they can actually do some of the maintenance themselves at a safe distance apart from each other, yeah. which then, because the contractor can't get to work, you know, so yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing things like that and trying to put some self help situations in place.
0: Yeah, and I think people outside the industry are starting to realise that, uh, you know, there's more to making steel than than just cars, you know, and that, as you mentioned, the supply into the packaging industry, if people need canned food uh, in their their home lives, then you've got to have a steelworks that's open all the way down to the hot mill at least, haven't you?
1: Yeah, you have, you have, and that's... uh... You know, part of what we're looking at now is yeah. um, you know you see you see it with construction. I don't know there was loads of press coverage yesterday about construction workers being put at risk because they couldn't maintain a safe distance apart. Yeah, um, you know people like Michael Gove on the telly saying it was okay or wasn't okay, and it was a very confusing picture yesterday. I'm not mm. I've not really looked at the news this morning to be honest to see what the latest situation is. Yeah, um, but that's something we're following um, you know quite sharply because you know we do supply you know, a fair amount of material to the construction industry through tubes yeah. and through shotten, for example, and yeah. the power steel distribution. So, you know, Steve Wicks and his team are on that every day to try and understand, you know, what,
0: what would be the implications of uh, you know the construction industry taking a pause you know yeah and I know last time we spoke Martin we talked about kind of us being in the middle of a supply chain and you know how's the situation now looking around a raw materials coming in because uh, you know we hear of you know mines shutting in South Africa and Canada and places uh, but also customers have we got have we got somewhere for our product to go as the automotive customers shut down and you mentioned construction have you got any worries about one end or the other you know stopping us operating
1: um, well, at the moment, I would say the the plant is the, the plant is operating on good good levels of production. The plant is stable. The raw material situation is stable. Um, we had a discussion yesterday with our colleagues in Imodium about if we did need some coke towards the end of Q1 or beginning of Q2, then we could supply from Imodium, which is great. Um, that would be around twenty thousand tons or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but we don't see any immediate pressure on raw materials in terms of logistics, rail shipping. Again, we're seeing. The ability to take our coils and off the plant onto the boats uh, and away. So we're not seeing any immediate pressure at the moment, which is good. Hmm. Uh, so we, but we are monitoring that situation as as it unfolds.
0: But I guess our industry is is lagging in that we are sort of still fulfilling orders that have been made, you know, before the the peak of this uh, this uh, outbreak. It's not going to get any better in the, in the coming days, is it?
1: No, no, you're right. We're fu- we're fulfilling the orders sort of requirements that we're, we have to do. And we're filling up buffer stocks ahead of the downstream um, so that we've got a stable pipeline when we come out of this. Yeah. Um, but no, if you, if you look at the news and you look at you know examples of what's happened in Europe, then you know, we're at the beginning of something that's gonna get worse in the next two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, and what we're doing in the hub, um, we had a continuity meeting yesterday with the heavy end teams to say, what are the plans and actions we have in place to make sure that we can keep the right bits of kit on um, safely operating, so that we don't damage the assets um, when we come out to the crisis. But yeah. It was a very session yesterday, um, and I have to say that the works areas has done a fantastic job in making sure that we can have continuity during this this time of crisis.
0: Yeah, and as I said, we're you know reasonably early into the, this this uh, pandemic outbreak and the impact in the UK especially. But what sort of you know manning issues are we starting to see now in terms of impacting operations?
1: Yeah, so we are seeing more um, cases of you know, people self-isolating um, on a daily basis, um, and that's causing us to even re- rejig shift patterns. Um, I've seen texts and emails from uh, the production guys who say, "Look, we'll go and work wherever you want me to work. Yeah. Um, I'm on my holiday, but I'll come in. I'll be flexible." Um, I've people in the in the functions saying, "Look, if you want me to come in, um, I'll work in manufacturing for you. I'll get trained." So what we're seeing is massive commitment. You know, we've seen everybody you know stand up and take ownership for you know we're not going to let this crisis impact on this business you know and and it will clearly because we, we we've got to have customer issues yeah. but everyone is fighting to make sure that when we come out of it we're going to be here um you know for the next sort of period of time you know because at, at the end of the day we're the custodians of this place at the moment yeah um and what we've got to make sure is that when uh, we hand it over it's handed over in good shape and all i'm seeing really is People stepping up to the mark and wanting to make a difference—it it really is heartwarming, to be honest, Tim.
0: Yeah, and I, and I and I know you know you guys are having a daily some uh, management team meeting, but you know that is extended to to include the trade unions in that as well. So it's a, it's a it's a sort of combined effort, I guess. They've got an important role to play in keeping you know employees on board and, and motivated and, and flexible through this.
1: Oh, they have, yeah, and, they, and the and you know the trade union guys, Alan Coombs and Gary and Ian and. Mark and the team and Reg have all been, you know, super, I think, you know, they're really trying to make sure that we understand um, what's going on in the plant, you know, from their perspective. And we're working together to get through the crisis, you know, and I think that dialogue and that openness, I think is really, really helpful. And they bring really valid points and we can address them straight away you know nothing's left to fester so those guys
0: have a huge role to play in this yeah. as well and i guess uh, you know they have a they have a network especially with you guys not being able to get out on plant uh, you know it might be difficult to get some of the sounding board back up from the workers and the shift workers and so forth and those to you guys have got a real network inside and outside the business to get a feeling of how the workers are feeling um you know how the teams are coping and ha- and, and how they can be used to the most effects so, so there must be a good sounding board as well
1: yeah, they are a good signing board indeed. And and you're right about the external links because you know they got access to, you know, Roy Rickers, who who leads the, the multi union and uh he you know, he's been on to government about, you know, essential worker status for the, the steel workers and also, you know, the local MP, you know, Steve Kinnock and yeah. uh, and David BCAM, you know, they're again able to lobby those guys to help us uh to uh, you know to, to be recognized by government. So yeah. it is it is good
0: and it is an interesting point you know uh, people hear on the news about the the, the uh, actions that government is taking uh, broadly across society but uh, you know what are we looking for the government to do for us at Tata steel in the UK specifically
1: so what we're doing is we're, we're trying to explain to government the impact that COVID-19 will have on our operations um, so what is the cost of switching units off if there's no orders, for example, you know, what is the cost of, you know, they've said they'd pay 80% of a person salary up to £30,000. So we're trying to work out, okay, if we do have to, um, you know, reduce output and people have to, you know, stay off, you know, how can the government help us with that um, financial penalty that we're going to have. So, you know, Deirdre Fox and the team are working with Bayes and government with us to say, mm-hmm. right, these are the costs associated with it. Um, we need your help then to support the industry because you know we are um in in a very very difficult position if we if we can't get government help so that that lobbying is going on um on a daily basis right, well we well, it shan't
0: take up um, too much of your time but there's so much to talk about martin because and and people are, there's no other topic i think and uh you know, it's an interesting point because I think a lot of people outside our industry go. You're just a piece of manufacturing. You're a site, and you do some stuff in there. What well, they fail to understand, and you know, we we know we've known it for most of our working lives, is is that we're at the top of the food chain in terms of the manufacturing supply chain in the whole of the uk you know i guess you know pretty much every business every manufacturing uh, industry in the uk relies on steel either as a product or for for tools to make products so you know we aren't just a, a, a steelworks are we you know we have a much more a much bigger national interest than than just a steelworks
1: no i think you're right tim you know we are a strategically important asset you know, and what you said about steel. You can't do anything without steel. If, you know, if you think about anything you do on a daily basis or anything that you see on television or being created or constructed or whatever, it's, it's made from steel, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's critical. Um, and I think, you know, I think some of the, some of the UK government departments get that, um, and some don't. So we have yeah. to really, you know, sort of, not sort of beat on about it too much, but we have to make a good case. Um, and I know that that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, and get that message out to to the community and society at large. You know, people are rightfully sort of looking at people going to work and say, "Are you an essential industry? You're not working in the care service or the health service. What the hell are you doing in work?" But, you know, there is a there is a bigger picture here, isn't there? But I guess if we turn Martin to you know back to the Manning piece, I think people are saying, you know, what happens if this you know follows the trend in Italy and we start to get tens of thousands of people self isolating? You know, have we got contingency plans? to 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 protect certain areas of the plant you know we know parts that can be turned on and off uh you know sometimes turn the mills off for, for maintenance or for christmas but some parts of the plant we just cannot turn off what are the contingency plans in those areas
1: yeah no, that's a good point and i think um you'll be at a session yesterday afternoon with uh the works managers of those areas so the you know the energy plant blast furnaces more for Steel and slab and it's clear to me that those guys have got really robust continuity plans in place to make sure that, um, when, when, or if that does happen, we will have people on site that, have, that we, they call in the clean team, Yeah, clean teams who have not been exposed to, um, other, uh, people on site. So we separated them today. We changed the shift rotors in certain, um, uh, in, in the energy department to make sure that we can, minimise contact with people. So we've, we've made lots of different changes in the way we operate today to keep continuity and then the backstop is we can bring a clean team into the area um, to make sure we can keep it running and of course, you know, if if we did have to, um, you know, come off with another the blast furnaces for a period of time, we can do that, you know, yeah. we can come 24, 36 hours safely and come back on um, the steel plant again, we can flex, um, you know, more of a co-covers and the energy plant are the two real plants that we want to protect and you know, i've got to say that the you know steve and, and dean and ian and peter responsible for those areas have are, are really got it nailed from what i saw yesterday so you know thanks thanks to them for making sure that those areas are going to operate safely
0: and of course martin it's not just about our own employees you know we are a steel family you know there might be a few thousand people in uh, in the uk as direct employees but there's many more thousands as contractors and suppliers to our industry and many of them you know almost totally rely on us as uh, for their business and this must be knocking them fairly hard as we scale back. How are they faring? Have you heard from from those guys?
1: Yeah, well, you're right, because many of them are totally reliant on, uh, on Tata Steel and Port Harvot and Lamwern and, and the other businesses in South Wales. So, you know, we're talking to them on a daily basis. Um, you know, John Lane and James Davis are, are with them, and Mike Brimble all the time trying to understand, you know, what um, impact this would have on them if we reduce volumes, um, to a certain extent so yeah we're, we're working very tightly with them because we absolutely don't want them to go out of business because we'll need them to be working with us when we come back out of it you know
0: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so listen I'm very conscious of your time Martin I guess you know, like I say, we're still early into this. It's it's only a week, probably since just over a week since uh, you know we effectively sent as many people home as we could, especially from the functions and so forth. And it, it seems like a lot longer, doesn't it? But in that week, um, they say, you know, cometh the hour, cometh the man and or woman. And um, I wonder what's impressed you most in the last week about how people have reacted in 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 some of the most difficult circumstances we've ever faced.
1: I think I think it's the people. I mean, they shown huge amounts of flexibility you know commitment ownership i've seen an email yesterday about people wanting to volunteer to help um the the health service out you know and if they can yeah they, they should do that as well um and i think that's really good um and people are focused and there's a lot of camaraderie as well you know people have set up whatsapp groups um and i think in a time of crisis you need that level of um, ability to laugh as well because it is so serious you do need those groups to keep you Sort of sane and focused, you know. So, um, yeah, I I think our people are are first class. And, uh, yeah, you know, hats off to all of them, really.
0: Yeah. So listen, Martin, I'm I'm sure we'll be coming back to talk to you uh, in the not too distant future, uh, along with some of your colleagues from around the UK. It's a really interesting insight into the business uh, as it stands today. I know things might all change tomorrow and then the day after again, but um, really value your time and, and sharing your thoughts with us. And, uh, you know, good luck to, to you and the, the management team uh, and the leaders in the trade unions. Um, we will keep in touch, uh, hopefully hear from you soon. Um, stay safe and stay healthy.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Tim. I knew you too. Take care.
0: Cheers. All the best, Martin.
1: Enjoy.
0: Enjoy.